Today, more than ever before, Christians are taken to the internet to find preachers to listen to. We share videos, we pass on quotes, we sign up for newsletters, we subscribe to YouTube channels, we have Christian TV stations, radio stations, podcasts, Facebook groups, and some of what we come across will be great, a real blessing. But some of it will look and sound like good teaching, but will be anything but. Because of this, we invite a whole heap of potentially dangerous teaching into our lives. Late last year, we spent a few Wednesday evenings looking at false teaching, what it is and how it works, and I was given the privilege of sharing the following thoughts with our church family. Since that talk was not recorded, Jeremy has asked me to reproduce it here, and I really pray that it encourages and blesses you. Sadly, in today's society, more than ever before, we have to be on the lookout for scams for con artists, for identity theft, for credit card fraud, for fake profiles, fake news, hackers, people who want to steal your password. And it goes on and on. And none of us, even the most computer savvy or streetwise, are entirely safe. Just as fraudsters prey on vulnerable people, so too does the false teacher. The Bible warns us against false teachers because the scam here is deadly. You can lose more than your money to a false teacher. So what makes a person vulnerable to a scam? One of the things that make us vulnerable is a lack of knowledge. Now, as a woman who knows barely nothing about cars, I would never go and buy a car on my own. I'd need at least a fleet of AA men to go with me. In the same way, I would never take my car to the mechanic for fear that I would be charged for parts that don't even exist. Now, if you're a new believer or someone who doesn't know the Bible very well, be especially on your guard when it comes to who you listen to. Sadly, too many Christians show little or no discernment when it comes to the things of God. They see a book title that speaks to them and they buy it. They see a sermon title on YouTube and they watch it. They swallow everything that is being said hook, line and sinker without realising that they are vulnerable to false teachers. They have this idea that the Christian world is meant to be one big happy family where everyone tells the truth and everyone puts Christ first. No, that is not the Christian world, that is heaven and we are not there yet. If we were meant to trust everyone who speaks the name of Jesus, then why would the Bible warn us in Matthew chapter 7 verse 5, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Isn't this how people get scammed? People arrive at their door looking for all the world like a real gas man, a real plumber, a real official from the water board, a real preacher of righteousness. But how long is it before they leave you duped and devastated? Lonely people are another vulnerable group, people who are widowed, divorced or just someone looking for love. They are prey to online romance scams. 
Suddenly, in swoops a mysterious stranger who takes a huge interest in them, flatters them day and night, and before they know it, they're parting with huge sums of money to help them pay for a beloved's operation or give them a bridging loan while they wait for their £4 million diamond haul to be released from customs. False teachers also prey on basic human needs, the need to be loved, to be wanted, to be part of something. And for just £200, you can be a kingdom-building partner. I watched 10 minutes of a preacher preaching to a group of mainly women, telling them that their wombs were meant to carry life, and instead their wombs were carrying pain, hurt, disappointment. And if ever there was a time to abort, then that time was now to abort all the pain, all the disappointment, all the past hurts, all the abuse. These were very dangerous words and they were certainly not biblical words. Nearly every woman in the building was crying. And in this heightened state of emotionalism, he went from woman to woman, placing his hand on her head and shouting, I release you! Now, none of this makes any biblical sense. But perhaps it makes some sense when you realise that this man claimed to have been prompted by God to offer a weekend event for 500 people where he would pour into each person attending. What this means, I have no idea, but the cost for the event is that you each pay your own hotel fees and pay him $1,500 each so he can pour into your life. I think it sounds a lot more like they are pouring into his life. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 13 to 15 say, For such men are false apostles deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Naivety is another thing that makes people vulnerable to scams. There are people who just simply are not clued up with all the new technology and there they are innocently clicking on a link that leads them to some site that asks you for your bank details and away they go filling in all the information. Or the naivety of a child who believes that they're online talking to another 11-year-old when really they're talking to a 67-year-old paedophile. Well, we too can be very naive when it comes to when when it comes to someone who has what is commonly called the gift of the gab. When they speak a prophecy over your life, or they speak into your life, or the Lord has told them something about you. Well, who are you to question them? And so you go along with what they say. This is why it is so important to be part of a good church where you get the Bible preached in an expository manner. One thing you rarely find in a false teacher's church is that they're going through the book of Acts or they're going through the book of Romans. 
because they like to preach topical messages that are loosely based on the Bible. And this way they stay on their own favourite topics week after week. God wants you to release your pain. God wants you to discover your destiny. God wants you to find your freedom. God wants you to... It appears to be all about you. Which is very appealing. But really, it's all about them. We need to be very careful with people who love to talk and do not like to answer questions. The Bible says in Romans chapter 16, verse 18, such persons do not, so, do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Greed. Sadly, this is also true. Sometimes people who have money see an opportunity for a get-rich-quick scheme and they get sucked in, investing thousands of pounds in the hopes of getting millions back. Sadly, it's an investment that's too good to be true and is actually a scam and they end up losing a massive amount of money. It's no coincidence that false teachers love to tell you how you can get rich. Some years ago, when Jerry and I had a Christian bookshop, we decided not to sell any books by false teachers. So many times people would come in asking for us to order this book or that book and we would refuse. And when they asked us why, we would give them a book free of charge about false teachers or a DVD called Exposed, which spoke about some of the false teaching that was going on around and proved from the Bible that what was being taught by these men and women was false. Well, Jerry had a really good talk with one man about false teachers and the man left with our DVD promising to watch it. But by the time he got to the bottom of the street, he turned around and came back to the shop. He said, I, I can't watch this DVD. I feel like it's wrong to question these anointed teachers. The DVD feels evil. It feels like it's burning a hole in my bag. People want to believe that God wants them rich because they want to be rich. They want to believe that God wants them to live a life of luxury and wealth because that is the life that they want. And false teachers know this. Just like a con man gets you to invest in shares in fresh air that turn out to be nothing but a hoax, so too the false teacher wants you to be sowing, investing into his ministry and promising you that God will see your investment and reward you. This is what one false teacher said. Now, as I was sitting on the platform, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want to break the bondage of debt tonight. Call the people to make a sacrificial debt-busting offering and if they act now, I will break the bondage of their debt. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 11 says, Like greedy dogs, they are never satisfied. 
They are ignorant shepherds, all following their own path and intent on personal gain. Desperation. Desperation produces another vulnerability that is exploited by false teachers. A lot of people are facing crises in their lives. They've received bad news from a doctor or bad news concerning a loved one. They go to the internet for help and they often come across unscrupulous individuals selling at a price so-called miracle cures that will rid you of your illness forever. Well, false teachers understand this. There is a reason why people flock to miracle meetings. People are suffering. I have a Twitter account. I rarely use it these days. But one day I received a private message from a very well-known pastor who has over 10,000 people in his church and his own TV show and he's written books. Well, this was just after Benjamin went to be with the Lord. So I wasn't thinking particularly clearly at all. And I got a message from him saying, Beloved, how strong is your relationship with Christ Jesus? And I just thought, what is this? And I replied, which was a stupid idea, without him, I am nothing. And this started a whole slew of messages coming at me at the speed of light, sending me Bible verses, prayers, and giving me direct messages from God. And there was this one. Beloved, I want you to know that the Lord has chosen you. And I want you to know that today marks the end of all that has been a problem to you if you believe in him. Well, I began to smell a rat at this point. I don't think this was actually the preacher at all. And if it was him, then his messages appeared to me to be full of false teaching. So it took me a while, but I blocked him and I stopped all of his messages. I have no idea what the point of the contact was but I knew it was some sort of scam in the making. I knew that today was not going to be the end of all that has been a problem to me. I just lost my son. There was a long, hard road ahead of me and I needed the Lord every single step of the way for every day that God gave me. I would wake up every morning praying for strength to live with the pain, to live with the disappointment and for courage to hold on to my joy in Christ and finish the race as painful as that race might be. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16 says, This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. You see, because this message appeared to be coming from a prominent pastor, it got my attention. And because I was in a place of brokenness, my guard was so much lower than it should have been. 
but it was a message of false hope from the mind of a man and not from the mouth of the Lord. You see, false teachers prey on people's vulnerabilities, whatever those vulnerabilities are. People flock to see miracle preachers because they're scared. They have already bought the lie that God wants them rich, that God wants them to have no sorrow or suffering in their life. They believe that all sickness must come from the devil. And so they run to the false teacher who's filling them with false hope and speaking visions from his own mind. They tell them stories that are unverifiable. They give you false reports of healings, of miracle cures, and they do this all for a price, of course. The Bible never says that you will not suffer. In fact, the Bible says, do not be surprised when you suffer. This is a fallen, broken world. This is not heaven where there is no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain. God never promised us that we would be able to banish all sickness in the name of Jesus. This is what he promised us. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. In other words, God is saying that no matter how bad life gets, no matter how awful it is, I promise you that I will be with you. You will not be destroyed. This is not the end. I am with you in the fire. I am with you in the flood. I am with you through all of it. But you will not hear that from a false teacher. A false teacher has an answer for everything. We're going to bind up the devil. We're going to crush this sickness. We're going to get a financial breakthrough. We're going to speak pounds into your bank account. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 3. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. True gospel preaching always wants the absolute best for the person listening. It is intended to point them to Christ, to point them to Christ for salvation, for strength, for power, for help, for courage. True preachers should always preach with honesty and that honesty will not flatter listeners or excuse their sins. And sometimes the honesty of the Bible will cause you to feel slightly uncomfortable. But it should also drive you to the foot of the cross and keep your eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. The false teachers are different. False teachers always want the absolute best for themselves. Their speech flatters people. They make light of sin or they don't mention it at all. They excuse vices and they do this to keep the listener attached to themselves. It is their name up in lights and not the name of Christ. The true preacher cries out, Oh God, let me be an instrument to serve you. 
And the false preacher cries out, Oh God, let me be an instrument that I can use to serve me. In closing, I received an invitation to hear a preacher this week where tickets to hear him were £10 each. Is it right to charge to hear God's word? Paul has something to say about using God's word to make a profit. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 17. Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. But it gets worse. I read, for £35 you can have a VIP ticket, which will get you priority seating. And a chance to enjoy a buffet with the team. But James chapter 2 speaks exactly about this. It warns the church, you cannot say to a rich man, here, you sit here at the front, and then to a poor man, you stand over there at the back. And yet, here is a church without any shame saying that the richer people can buy a VIP ticket to get priority seating. May God give us eyes to see and ears to hear. May we be wise in what we listen to. May we search the scriptures and may we support one another as the false teaching increases. Stand firm together and stand for the truth because Jesus said, I am the truth. Thank you so much, Kim, for that message. As we approach Good Friday, um, the whole of the Good Friday story surrounds men who were called godly men, chief priests, teachers of the law, men who supposed to be believers in the one true living God. And yet their main intention was to see the Lord Jesus Christ crucified and killed. They persuaded people to believe a lie and as we approach good friday we want men and women to uh, see the truth to believe the truth to lay hold of the truth and to lay hold of jesus christ so to this end let's just pray that um, this coming good friday there will be a real sense of jesus christ being honored and glorified that his people being aware that around this whole Christian message there are men and women who will speak a lie and seek to lead us astray so let's pray and seek the face of God Heavenly Father we want to thank you for this message this timely message Lord Father we want to thank you that we are reminded again that not everyone who claims to be a Christian not everyone who claims to be a preacher of your word actually are and actually want to speak the truth and we pray father that you will so equip your church especially goldings the people who listen to this podcast the people who listen to that word that's been proclaimed we pray lord that you will prepare us that we may not accept anything that anyone says but that we will search the scriptures that we will weigh up things carefully that we will trust only that which comes from your word and your word only we pray you will protect us from those who claim to be godly men, claim to know the truth. Protect us from those who claim, Lord, to um, speak for you and yet they are 
she, uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Protect us, Lord, we pray. Lead your church into all truth. May the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth and the life, may he be the one that we seek to lay hold of. May he be the one that will fill our hearts and our lives. May the Holy Spirit guide us and, and direct us and lead us, that we might be those, Lord, during this Easter period, truly worship the one who is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Bless your word to our hearts, Lord. We pray for those who are self-isolating. Pray for those who are going through um, any issues or difficulties within their own households. We pray, Father, that you will just bless um, every single person, encourage them, strengthen them, lead them, and draw them closer to your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.